Amen. Well, today's Bible reading is about a, a woman whose world was turned upside down in the space of uh, all it took to have a conversation with Jesus. It was an en encounter uh, which meant that she couldn't look at things quite the same way again. She'd been shown something uh, about how her life was, but more importantly, how her life could be. For us, there can be occasions when we discover something uh, which so affects the way we think about things that we can never see things in quite the same way again. It can be something we've read or seen, a conversation we have, a discovery we make, something which challenges our previous assumptions and causes us to reassess our understanding of life or our ways of living. Right now, throughout the world, we're going through something which is making us have to reassess our lives and our ways of living. Not in our lifetimes has there been such an event which has had quite the impact that the current coronavirus pandemic is having. Each week and e even each day, we're being given advice of, uh, about how best to respond uh, to help that we ensure the least number of people are infected and how to um, develop um, systems so that uh, people can be cared for in the best way. But the effects on the, the whole world are something that even a few weeks ago, I'm sure uh, not many of us could have imagined. The regular routines of our lives are being changed and we're having to learn to adapt to a new situation our world and our view of the world is being turned upside down, whether we want it to be or not. However, what we can say is that nothing is too great for our God to give us what we need. For in the midst of the changes around us, God is still the stronghold of our lives and our place of safety. He is the rock on which we stand and the one who covers us and shields us, even in the midst of the storms. And the words of Psalm 91, the first six verses, are very apt for this present time. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare, and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Our God is also the one who breaks through our fear and gives us hope. Just as our Lord Jesus broke through the fears of this woman at the well and gave her the, new, the hope of a new and everlasting life. And so as we continue to explore the good news of Jesus, to think about what that really means, we discover another aspect of the good news through this story. We discover that 
part of the good news is that Jesus is able to break through our fears and give us hope. Now, the the woman at the center of this meeting was certainly someone who could do with hope in our life. Digging beneath the surface of things, we discover that she had had a string of broken relationships. And because of that, she has been ostracized uh, from the company of some others in her town. And we can say this because um, we can note from the passage we've been reading that uh, she comes to draw water uh, from the well at noontime. Now, if you've ever been on holiday in the Mediterranean or a Middle Eastern country, you'll know that it's not the best time for doing anything outside the middle of the day because of the heat. The usual time uh, would have been Uh, to draw water in the cool of the day. But because this woman is coming by herself to draw water from the well, it indicates that she is uh, doing it because she's not welcome at the other time. She's not welcome among the other women. The place itself is also a place of division and barriers between the Samaritans and the Jews. The Samaritans were a mixed race of those who came later into the land at the time of the Jewish exile and who had intermarried with the, the Jewish people who were uh, still remaining there. And so there were both racial and religious tensions between them. And there was fear and suspicion between the different communities. And this woman who had come to the well, she also had a more personal fear and suspicion to deal with in her own community. And so it's, it's really an amazingly radical thing that Jesus was doing to even engage with her in the first place. Because there's also the, the division in the society between male and female. Normally Jews didn't associate with Samaritans, but even more than that, Jewish men would not normally associate with Samaritan women. But here was Jesus, tired from a long journey, breaking through all the fear and suspicion and striking up a conversation with her. And he did it in a most unexpected way. He asked her for a drink. Well, she was startled by this request. It was so against the social and religious norms. It broke through the many potential barriers between them. So it's no wonder that she said, as she did, how could Jesus ask her for a drink? How could he, a Jewish man, ask her? a Samaritan woman, how could he even contemplate sharing the same cup to drink out of? How could he think of even speaking to her in this way? The thing was, though, that Jesus, God's Son, had come to do this very thing. He'd come to break through all the barriers, the barriers of fear and suspicion, the barriers that kept people from each other, and the barriers that keep people from God. That's what Jesus had come to do because Jesus has come to replace our fear with his hope. And he's come to offer us a gift that's better than anything the world has to offer. The greatest gift of all, God's gift, the gift of life that flows from within. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. 
but she tries at first to deflect Jesus by engaging in a religious discussion about the well. Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and his livestock? But Jesus pressed on with his amazing offer of hope and life. He said, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Well, that's something that really gets her attention. And so she says to Jesus, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Now, at this point in the conversation, uh, it takes a very unexpected turn. From talking about living water, Jesus starts asking the woman about her husband. We can assume that Jesus has been given insight by the Holy Spirit into the woman's life. And what he sees is someone who is bound by fear, fear of rejection, fear of her past, and probably fear about her future as well. And she had a past. She did a string of failures in her life, a series of relationships in which she tried to find love and acceptance. But five husbands later, she's still searching. And in her latest relationship, there's no certainty things will work out any differently than before. And she's also suffered the rejection of those around her, people who have judged her and condemned her for her apparently loose lifestyle. Being put on the spot by Jesus about this very area of her life was then no doubt uncomfortable for her. But what we see is that Jesus isn't doing it to judge her or condemn her for her failures and the rejections she's experienced. He doesn't condemn her sins. We find that Jesus simply lets her know that he knows. He knows her past. He knows she's had five husbands and the man she's now with isn't her husband. He knows all about her. But Jesus isn't about to reject her. Jesus has come to show her a new love, the love of God who accepts her, warts and all, and offers her a new life. Because Jesus isn't concerned about the religious debates. He's concerned about the lives of real people who've been bound by sin and fear. He's concerned by people who have suffered rejection and loss. Because Jesus has come to give hope and the gift of new and eternal life. He's come to reveal the love and acceptance of a heavenly father for his lost children, to bring them into his home and into his family. And so after a discussion about the meaning of worship and true worship, the woman starts to see that Jesus is different. He's not, he's not condemning her. He's not rejecting her. He's showing her life as it can be. He's showing her a new way to go. So she starts to make a connection that Jesus might just be the person of hope that everyone's been looking for, 
the promised Messiah, because she goes on to say, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And at this moment, just before his disciples uh, return from the town where they'd gone away to buy food, Jesus reveals who he is to the woman. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, am he. I am he. Reading on in the chapter, we find that the woman goes on to tell the people in the town of uh, Sychar and Samaria all about this Jesus. Come, see the man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this be the Messiah? She becomes an evangelist because she's discovered the good news of Jesus for herself. She's discovered that Jesus has come to break through the barriers of fear and give her hope to replace that fear. She's discovered the good news that whatever's gone before with Jesus, there's forgiveness and a new beginning. And she's also discovered the good news that God accepts us through his son Jesus. Whatever others think of us, whatever we think of ourselves, in Jesus, our Savior, there is no condemnation. As it says in Romans 8 verse 1, Therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Another word for what the women at the well experienced, this woman who met with Jesus, is the word grace. She discovered the grace of God, the undeserved favor of God for her. And that really is good news. That through Jesus Christ, God shows his grace, his undeserved favor for us. That we can receive his life and his strength to renew us and to empower us for each day in the face of every challenge. So how do we summarize what this woman experienced in meeting with Jesus? How do we describe the good news she discovered which changed not just her life, but the life of the people in the town that she came from? We might think of it like this. It was like a great exchange She came looking for water which wouldn't last, which couldn't satisfy the real thirst in her soul. Jesus gave her in exchange the living water of God's Holy Spirit, the gift of life that lasts forever and flows from within to fill her with the knowledge of God's love for her. She came carrying the fears and failures of her life. Jesus took those away and in their place showed God's love and acceptance and a real hope for the future. And in the act of sharing the good news of Jesus, this woman at the well, who had been on the fringes of her community, was restored to that same community as they all came to follow this Jesus, about whom she said, the man who told me everything I've ever done. That is the good news. That's what we have to share. And to remind ourselves 
that Jesus is the one who meets us, who takes our fears, our failures, and gives us in exchange his hope and God's acceptance. And then we can go on our way knowing that we are known and loved by the one who knows all and cares for all and is able to save us completely. So let's be encouraged by this good news of Jesus who said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are our living Savior, that you come to meet us in wherever we are. And Lord, we thank you that you are the one who breaks through our fears, who breaks through all the failures of our lives, and who offers us a new life, a new hope. So Lord, we ask that this day you would meet us in our place of need and lift us up to take that step forward with you, knowing your loving care surrounding us and help us to share this good news, this great exchange that you have given us and that you want to give to others, the gift of life forever. We ask this in your name. Amen.